It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Up on Game Presents Coast to Coast, The Some Dude Show. It's go time. Hosted by Cuffs the Legend, aka Some Dude. Cuffs will be keeping it spicy with some of the biggest names in sports, culture, and entertainment. Welcome to The Some Dude Show. Hope you can take the heat like LeBron. And now, here's Cuffs the Legend. Yes. Welcome back to The Some Dude Show. Welcome back to the Some Dude Show, y'all. I'm your host, Cuffs the Legend. College basketball is back. College basketball season is back, baby. And you guys know I'm right here in ACC country. I'm right here in the backyard. UNC Tar Heels, Duke Blue Devils. But I had to go down to Atlanta, Georgia today. The new head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets live on the Some Dude Show. I'm going to read the resume real quick. Because this guy right here is the new head coach of Georgia Tech, but he's also a college basketball legend, an NBA legend, the seventh pick in the 1995 NBA draft, three-time first-team All-Pac-10 at Arizona, the Arizona Wildcat legend, 1995-1996 NBA Rookie of the Year with those Toronto Raptors. He played 13 NBA seasons. Some people call him Mighty Mouse. But we're going to call him right here on the Some Dude Show, a living legend. We want to welcome to the Some Dude Show, the Arizona Wildcat, new head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Damon Stoudemire. <laughs> Come, what's up, baby? <laughs> man, how you feeling today, man? Like, welcome. For First off, I want to say welcome to ACC country, man. Like, I'm... To give you a quick backstory, I was born and raised in North Carolina, ACC territory. I'm yep. I'm right around the corner from Duke, UNC, you know. But actually, I was actually a big Georgia Tech fan as a kid growing up. Like uh, Kenny Anderson, Dennis Scott, Brian Oliver Days, Lethal Weapon Three Days, Marbury, John right. Barry. I was one of those kids 
that I used to get a lot of flack in school because it was such of a big Duke UNC territory. And I was always a right. outcast where I went against the grain. So I, for my 12th birthday, my pops got me a Georgia Tech hat and it got stolen. And like, I was one of those guys. Kenny Anderson was my guy. Ward number 12 <laughs> in high school because of Kenny. And now to see right. you over at Georgia Tech, man, how does it feel to be in ACC country right now? Man, it's still crazy. You know, not going to lie, I didn't ever think I'd be on this side of the world coaching. You know what I mean? So it's, it's – but it's been great. It's been great. Um, Atlanta, a nice city. Tech, a great institute. And like you said, ACC, I mean, it's it's a little different, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, it's just, you know, it's a lot of <laughs> – it's a lot of – it's a lot of Carolina Duke. Yes. You know, it, but at the same time too, man, like, I really like that. You know what I mean? I like that. I, I embrace that. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons they got me here. So how was the how has the recruiting trail been for you being at Georgia Tech? This is your first year. I know it's a lot of talent in the state of Georgia. I know right. people always talk about right. football in Georgia, but how has right. the recruiting trail been since you've been the head coach now? Recruiting been cool, you know, and I think, like, the biggest thing when you first come in, you're just trying to figure out the lay of the land. As with anything, and I have went, you know, I've been in the pros, so you know, I kind of turned off that the college antenna, you know. So like my whole my first year out, when I got to Boston, I didn't, I wasn't even really thinking about college college basketball. I, I quit watching because the NBA game is so different compared to college. So you know, now coming back, you know, I had to turn on that antenna, you know. But you know, I'm dialed in. You know, I I still I still held my relationships. You know, and, and after the spring, I was able, you know, to get my post back on the kids, you know, some of the 24s, 25s, 26. So, you know, it's like, man, right now, I'm just adjusting my body back to that clock. Cuffs, you know what it is, man. It's like an everyday thing. It don't stop. So, you know, just figuring all that out, man, and, and, and getting and getting back to this 24-7 grind. We live on the Some Dude Show, y'all, with Damon Stoudemire, head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. NBA legend. So what's the difference between coaching those NBA players? Like you spent some time with the Celtics the last couple years. What's the difference between yeah. coaching those college players and the NBA players? Like what's the, what's the difference now? Cause you got the NIL, you got social media climate. What's the difference now between the two? I mean, all of the stuff that's going on and, and, in college in terms of that, like you said, the NIL and all that, that don't bother me none. That, you know, for me, like, kids should be getting paid. You know, I just think, like, <laughs> the one caveat to it all that nobody talk about is when you get paid, it becomes a little more expectation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, like, and I think like it's a two-way street now. But they didn't look at it that way. Nobody looks at it that way. So the same way you holding coaches, schools, collectors accountable, shit, we holding you accountable the same way now. <laughs> you got you got to you got to come produce the same way now like this this thing worked both ways and you know between that um you know but the biggest thing for me um it's the it's the IQ of the game you know what i mean i think um you know i tell people this all the time what we fail to realize is that the game the nba game has changed over the years some some say for the good, some say for the bad. But this is what I will say: like you got to be more, you got to be more IQ. You know what I mean? Like if you if you don't have a great feel for the game, it's gonna be hard for you out there. 
because you just don't know, you know, and they don't, you know, and, and, and the thing about it is what you don't know, you got to teach. So I would say that's been the biggest thing. And, you know, with the amount of time and the limits that they're giving you, I, I honestly, I wish now, you know, kids is getting money, kid, you know, everything has changed. Like it need to be unlimited basketball, do basketball when you want to do basketball. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be no limit on basketball. Why? We're getting paid now. Guys are getting paid. Like, why is there a limit on basketball now? Yeah. <laughs> you know so what I'm saying? You're saying? you're saying like the facilities, everything. You should be playing year-round, working on your craft year-round. Well, 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 you should be able to do that without restrictions, meaning we shouldn't still have to dock hours a week. Yeah. You know, how many day, how many, how many hours a week are we practicing? Like, man, if we want to work, if we want to practice in the morning, then come back at night and get some skill work, why are we doing that? Because now, like, there's more of a microscope on it, and that's what people don't really understand. Like, as a head coach in college, a lot of times you got you to gotta say, okay, am I working on the skill development part or I'm working on Georgia Tech and my team part? Which one I need to do today? Which, which one I got to pick? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they still got that window where they got to go to school. And so that's where I think, like, a lot of times, you know, and I probably got – I'm probably – I wouldn't say sensitive is the word, but I think I'm a little little more privé to the information. Like, man, it's not easy to balance that. It's not easy to balance that. A lot of people say, well, such and such went to this school or whatever, and he didn't get no better. Well, the reality of it is there ain't a whole lot of time to get better if that kid don't want to get better now. Ooh. See, because we always say, you know, and we always recruit kids, and they say, I'm a gym rat. Like I always say, that remains to be seen because when I get you on campus now, we're going to see what kind of gym rat you are. Do you just want to work out when you want to work out? Because that's not gym rat. Yeah. Cause it's a difference. Were you, were you, were you, were, <laughs> when you were in Arizona, were you one of those type of guys, you, Khalid Reeves, were you one of those guys where they had to turn the lights out at the facility for you? Because you was in there that well, much? Well, truth, truth be told, no doubt. No doubt. And we ran it different. So when I was at Arizona, like my workout guy, the dude who trained me in Portland, he used to come down and train the team. See, back then it was even worse because coaches couldn't even work with us until the first day of practice. Oh. And then not only that, man, dudes, coaches, man, coaches wasn't doing nothing. Man, it was old school. Hey, man, I shoot 10, you shoot 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you shoot 10, I shoot 10. Rebound for each other, all right? You know what I mean? And, and that's how it was. So, you know, it's just, you know, to make it nowadays, you know, it's, it's there for you, but there, it's, it's just so different. And I think the rules, they don't they don't align with actually what's going on in 2023 to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you you are a West Coast guy. You're from Portland, born and raised. Yeah. You coached on the West Coast a lot. Then you came to the Celtics. And coming to Georgia Tech, like, I feel like me watching it from afar, like I said, I was a kid watching Kenny Anderson. I wore number 12 right. in high school because of Kenny. Dennis Scott, I love right. those guys. John Barry, James Forrest. The list goes on. Right. But have you had success with restoring the culture as far as the old alumni, the Georgia Tech alumni getting more engaged? Because a lot, I feel like a lot of these younger kids now in high school, they might not necessarily understand the rich tradition at Georgia Tech because they really have a strong tradition. Tradition. They just got to re. I feel like they got to reignite it, and you're going to do that. Help do that. Yeah, 100%. 100%, you know, so 
some of those guys that you've named, I've obviously, you know, reached out, talked to. I would say the most consistent that I've talked to right now, you know, is Dennis and James. You know, I've talked to Kenny. I've even talked to Steph. You know, I'm trying to get, you know, now that for me, like, you know, because we compete against each other, I, I, I want Steph back. You know what I mean? You know, I think that'll be, you know, that's that's nostalgic in, in a lot of ways. And I think yeah. that he's a guy, he's a guy that, uh, you know, he, he, you know, when he was here at Tech for even, although a short period of time, it, it was, it, it was a great time for him. And I've talked to Mark Price, who a lot of people probably don't even remember. But I'm like, if it wasn't for Mark Price, it might not have been a Kenny Anderson. Wasn't nothing to sell. Yeah. Basketball-wise, you could always sell the city. Man, but Mark Price, man, I tell people all the time, Mark Price the first dude to split the defense in the pick and roll. Facts. You can go put it. You can go pull it up on tape. <laughs> he was shooting. He was. He was. He was shooting. He was shooting. He was shooting runners from 17 feet. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, he was. He was cold. Before the knee injuries, before the injuries, Mark Price was giving the Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan hell. They was giving the Bulls man. hell. Man, Mark Price, Mark Price gave me work on bad knees <laughs> when I got into the league. So, so Damon, so Damon, how did you originally, I always wanted to know this watching you when I was in high school, how did you originally get the nickname Mighty Mouse? Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, because I see you, David. I see you. On, I see you, bro. I see you on Instagram. You doing box jumps. You just turned fifty. How many? How many are you scoring right now? If you played in a men's adult <laughs> league, right now? how many are you dropping right now? I know you still got it. I know you still got the toolbox. So, man, look here. Here's the deal. Like, I probably quit playing for real at about forty six. 45, 46. And if I was in a man's league, I just, the knees don't necessarily work like that no more. But if I got some, if, hey, if I got somebody, if I got somebody, if I got somebody that, 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 that can play off the bounce, man, and can wiggle a little bit, I still got to, I still can knock down that wide over J, though. <laughs> that's, that's like riding the bike, right? That's like riding the bike. Man. No doubt. So you were the rookie of the year in 95, 96. You averaged 19 and 9 as a rookie in Toronto. How were you able to adapt to the NBA game so easy as a rookie? Like back in those days, like it was a big man's league, a lot of bigs clogging the paint, but you adjusted from from day one. Like how were you able to adapt so quickly coming from Arizona? You know, I, I think, I think that, you know, I was older, you know, that's number one. Um, I think that a lot of times, you know, being older, you don't get a, you don't get a lot of credit because they don't really, you know, in today's basketball, you know, they draft more off, you know, talent and, you know, what they see moving forward in the future. But back then it was the known. And so me going from, me going from college to Toronto to the NBA game, man, it was like, my practices in Arizona was like NBA practices. You know, I'm pulling, I, I went against Khalid Reeves for for three years, and he was lottery pick. You know, and so that you know that that counts for something because yeah. he was literally the best guard I played with, I played against in college, and I played against him every day, with the exception of Jason Kidd. <laughs> so for me, you know, then finally getting to the NBA. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you on the initials because it was totally different. You know, man, we practiced two and a half. As a matter of fact, training camp, I was just telling one of the kids on the squad asked me about training camp. And I told him, I said, man, I played for Brendan Malone, Michael Malone's son, my first year. Man, we practiced from 9 to 12. Then we came back from 5, five to 8, and we did that for two weeks. Then we went and played exhibition games. And back then it was eight exhibition games. And so, and so, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, um, I was, I was blessed to be an older guy, you know, getting, getting there at 21, you know, but, you know, I was able to adjust and I had a lot of help. Isaiah Thomas, you know, obviously, you know, being there, you know, being executive with, with Toronto, he helped me out a lot. We talked a lot. Um, We talked about different things. I mean, the, the organization really poured into me. 
I, I would say this, you know, being that it was an expansion franchise, man, when, once I once I started off really strong, they was going to make sure that I didn't fail. So they put, they put it was, they, it was, you had Camby on that squad. They put some good pieces around you to start. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that second year, that's when Marcus came, MC, MC came that second year. And then that third year is when we drafted Mac. And probably the biggest thing, you know, probably one of the biggest, you guys say this and you know, it is what it is. You know, I don't really dwell on it. I don't really talk about it a whole lot. But one of my biggest regrets, because it's business, right? Like, I should have stayed in Toronto just to kind of see how that played out. We had Mac. I knew Mac was going to be good. He was just young. But I ended up getting traded in 98. The lockout came. You remember the lockout came. Then they draft Vince. Yep. So you could have had me. You could have had me, Mac, and Vince as your, as, as your, as your one, two, three. And then you had MC as your five. Ooh, that was tough. Like, like, man, ain't nobody just, just, just put, just put anybody in at the four. It don't matter. Y'all might have, <laughs> y'all might have gave, gave the Bulls some real, some real competition, man. <laughs> Them old legs, Mike. Hey, Mike from North Carolina, one of my favorites. But the Bulls were kind of older. They were kind of older then. So, yeah. Who was your toughest individual matchups? Because you was a small guard, and I seen Michael Jordan right. on record saying that you gave my, you gave him hell. You gave a lot of the bigger guards hell. But you being a smaller, crafty guard, who was your tough matchup? Toughest matchup? Man, it was. It's always different, right? You know, and I think like we most of us, most of us want to say, most of us. Or most people, most fans would say it must be, you know, Allen. You know, like Allen, like Allen Iverson. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right there for a second because he was probably the toughest matchup. You had to listen. He ain't getting no sleep at night, but you had to get some sleep at night. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I always say that. I always say that. I always say you that. Toss, you know, was tossing, turning into Ritz Carlton, like boy. You you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I would say like when you playing against a guy like that, right? You say to yourself, "Well, look, he lead the league in scoring. If I make him take thirty shots and he got thirty points, I did my job." Yeah. So you know you so you 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 never felt bad about a dude that 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 was getting his against everybody like that. So let's just put, let's just put him in the stratosphere by himself. You know what I'm saying? To me. The guys that were hard to guard were those shoddy fishing dudes. So this guy always comes off, you know, and th- like these. I, I rattle off these two dudes right out the gate because, you know, they for me like they were really tough covers. Man, Kevin Johnson. Oh man, man, Kevin Johnson. Yeah, he, he had bounce too. He had bounce. <laughs> so KJ, KJ used to get so low. And he had that, he had that crossover below the knee, or he had the treadmill between the legs. Yeah, the scissor, and he, that, and, that scissor. Yes, and, and and he just, and it just, and he just go. And if you wasn't careful, he was gonna put it on your head. And the thing about KJ was that you give him sixteen shots, counting the fouls that he was gonna get going to the cup, and you talking about. 30 plus on 16, 17 shots. Yeah, quiet. And 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 the thing about it was that was dangerous for me. I didn't, you know, that was 
you know, you, that, that always made me nervous. So when you play against a guy like him, your best offense, your best defense was your offense because you had to go back at him. You know what I'm saying? And so then it became a, well, okay, who, what coach, coach going to take out? Which one he going to take out first because they can't guard the other? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then the second one I would say was uh, Chris Jackson, a.k.a. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Man, man my like man. my man, like my man right there. He can pull up. Like he, <laughs> his, his, release, his release was so quick off the dribble, you, you, so, it freezes you. So, and I tell people this, like, Due to due to his due to his his disease, he was a perfectionist. It made him a perfectionist. Yeah, I, I saw the story where he said he doesn't when he makes shots, he doesn't even like for it to touch the rim at all. Yeah, man, look, I'll never forget first time when he was in Denver. We playing the first game we played in my rookie year. He wasn't there, so he didn't play, and so. Second game, we play in Denver. And I'm sitting there, and, and they're doing introductions. And then I, I look over there to my left, and I seen Pam Greer. And I'm like, damn, Pam Greer at the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, man, quit looking at Pam Greer, man. You got to guard this dude tonight. I was like, oh, man. And so, and so it's one of them things, again, you don't want to let him hit his first shot. Because it's going to be a long night. Now you have visions of watching him when he played in college. I remember when he hit Florida up for 51 as a freshman and fouled out their whole backcourt. So I'm sitting up there and I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff. You have a nightmare. You know what I'm saying? You have a nightmare. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, man, I got dude and, you know, your boys. You know how it is, man. You you about to play that first game so everybody hitting you up. Hey, man, you, you man, you got AI tonight, man. What you going to do? Hey, man, you, you got KJ tonight, man. What you going to do, man? You... Hey man, you got Chris Jackson tonight, man. What you gonna do? And I'm just like, you know, so I'm not gonna lie. Them, the, you know, AI in the stratosphere by himself, you know. But KJ, uh, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, and then in terms of strength, right? You know, because you got to get you got those are two wigglers. But then in terms of strength, the strong guards, Steph and Tim Hardaway. Ooh. Tim Hardaway, on, Tim, Tim, Hardaway. Tim Hardaway was listed at like mate, 5'11", maybe 5'10", but he was strong. Man, strong as an ox, man. You know, Tim was Tim was, Tim was was strong. He competed, um, you know, and so he always had a chip on his shoulder because, you know, he in his mind, he came out of nowhere. So, you know, he, you know, Tim, you know, he I tell people this all the time. He one of them dudes that, he was just he he was gonna let you know how he was feeling on that night too. See a lot of dudes and back then I felt like it was a it was it, it was a mutual respect. Dudes went at dudes hard, but it was a mutual respect. But Tim was like, ah, young fella, I got you tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, was, <laughs> he, was, he was spicy. He was keeping his spicy. Yeah, 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 young fella, I got you tonight. I mean, but you know back then too, you know, and, you know back then I tell I tell people and I, and, and, and and man, dudes like. When you played, like, you didn't talk to dudes like that. Like, there was a mutual respect for each other. But, like, if I went to the – like, if we went out and I seen somebody 
that I was about to play, man, I ain't talked to him that night. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know you, bro. I don't know you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we wasn't doing that one, you know, but, you know, it was, it, but, you know, it was, it was those dudes, though, man, they were really, they were really, 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 really tough to guard, though. Has that changed post-career, though? Now when you see guys at certain events or just traveling, it's like y'all the OGs now. Like, it's always going to be a community in the NBA. And when you were competing, like you said, it, it was all about winning. So it's like you had, like, a boundary between y'all sometimes, imaginary beef, as I call it. But now that y'all retired, I'm sure you run into guys all the time, even in the airport or something. It's like, yo, what's right. up? What's up, GP or guys? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, be nah, honest, we are. So, so be honest with me, Damon. Be honest, man. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to hold you too yeah. much longer. Be honest with yeah. me. 2000, Blazers. Yeah, yeah. Is that the best team to never win a championship? Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's one of them, man. It is. It's one of them. I get really mad about that. Uh, 
I get really mad about that 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 team in a lot of in a lot of different ways too. You know, I really do. I, I, I you know, because we was that close. We we was that close, and then you know sometimes I get mad because when I think back on it, you know I think, and it's tough for me to say, man. But I think as you get a little older, you're a little honest, man. We didn't totally pay the price, neither. Make sense? Yeah. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't totally pay the price, man. We wasn't. You know, we we was bought in to a certain extent. Maybe some of my my former teammates agree with that. Maybe they don't. But I would even debate them. Man, we ain't paid a price for that. We wasn't all bought in. Mm. You know, we we knew we had a lot of talent. Uh, you know, and collective talent, we was better than the Lakers. But they but they but they were mentally tougher than us. Because if they weren't mentally tougher than us, they wouldn't have won that game. Yeah, down fifteen in the fourth. They wouldn't have won that game. It ain't it ain't even nothing to talk about. We just we needed to score one bucket to break the run at the right time and we couldn't get that bucket. But that but that team was one of the best teams I've been on for a lot of different reasons because it was one of the funnest teams I've been on. We did everything together. We hung together, we went we when we was on the road, we went out together. Um, we, you know, we ate together, we partied together, like our families, like it was a great team. Like it was a, it was a great, great team that didn't win. And, and, you know, honestly, I've never even really watched the game. I know that that we lost. That's why I want to ask you, because I know, man, this as a human, as a human being, now that you're older, I know you sit around, sometimes you might be staring at random objects on the back porch. Like, yo, we had to make us down by 15. Rasheed Wallace, Scotty, Steve Smith, Arvita Sabonis, and even Bonzi, Bonzi Wells is with you at Georgia Tech True. now. Like, how's that yep. happening with your former yep. teammate, Bonzi Wells? Because he his game was underrated in the post, footwork, big guard. Yep. He's going to bring a yep. lot of value to your program as well. Yep, yep. Now, bon, Bonzi's been great. And, you know, I'm really happy for him, you know, because, you know, it, it, listen, it's not hard to get in this coaching. It's not hard to. To, to transform and transform yourself, man. And, you know, Bonzi, you know, I, I, he's done a great job so far. That's my guy. I'm with him. I love him like my younger brother, you know, and, 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 uh, the kids love him more importantly, but he's been great. He's been great up to this point. So Damon, you were on the Celtics coaching staff for two years. Keep it spicy yeah. with me, man. We seen the breaking news Damian Lillard has been traded to the Bucks, right? And then we see right. Drew Holiday go right. to the Celtics. Is this the year right. you coach Jason Tatum, Brown, Jalen Brown? You've been with those guys. I'm a yep. fan of those guys. Do you yep. feel like this is finally the year for that duo right there to get over the hump? They added Drew Holiday. This is had to be this has to be championship right now for Boston. They have to be in championship mode this year. Yeah, I think I think that the I think that I think that they'll be right there. Um, I just you know, I, man, it's so tough to win, man. And again, right, you know, a lot of people don't really look at what maybe what I look at, you know, because when you're in the trenches, man, you just see it a little different, right? But man, you know, we even with that crew, we had the first our first year in Boston, 
man, we was three and a half minutes from going up three one. Yeah, man. And, and 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 Steph Curry didn't have his best series against us, but man, he had the best three minutes in the finals, and that won that that won that game. And walking back, I never forget. I'll never forget as as a coach walking back to that locker room, right? Because I was on in my head, I was saying because as a player, I had never made it to the finals, but I had been, and I'm saying to myself, I'm like, you know what? If we go up three one, we gonna win in that. We gonna win. We gonna win the championship. I said, but if they somehow, this is when the game was on. If they somehow figure out how to win this game, ain't no way we coming back. Man, we got to get on a six hour flight to go to San Francisco. You know, X Y. I'm just looking on. And man, when they won that game, it sounded like, you know, they they knew they they knew they caught up. They they knew they dodged the bullet. You know what I'm saying? Like you you that was the first time. During that whole series, where I heard chatter from their locker room. Oh, you can hear them. You, like, you can hear them. Down you, oh, you can hear them. Oh, you heard them. You heard them because our locker our locker rooms were right next to each other, and so you heard them, right? And I was like, "Damn, this shit over." I did. I said that. I said, "I don't know how we gonna regroup." They going home. We gotta regroup. We gotta pick ourselves up. Get on the plane first thing in the morning. Fly six hours. Go through media. Do all this stuff. And you know, the last two games. That's what it looked like. It's like all but, it's like all the win was knocked out of y'all sales. It's showing you how mental how mental the game is. Right. And so I, I say all that to say this. Getting Drew Holiday helps. But when it gets to those spicy moments, you know, and you know, let's be honest, because I know those guys, so I know how they think it. Regular season don't even matter, man. Like it's almost like let us do let us do what we need to do. Let us get to the conference. Let us get to the semifinals. Let's not – let me not get ahead of myself. When it get to the semifinals, that's where it get real, right? And so, conference semifinals. And so, for me, when I look at that team, I think Jason and and Jalen and, 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 you know, all the guys that was there, you know, and then Ad and Drew, they got to do their thing. But, man, my eyes is on – Christoph Porzingis. Yes, that's he got to he got to play, dog. He got to play because because here it is. Right now, today we can't go on what they might do or might add. It's him and Big Al. They traded Rob. Like man, Rob 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 helped. Rob helped, and he was good. He was a good soldier. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you could you like 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 Rob knew you you know. Injuries aside, you knew when he played what he was going to do. You knew what he brought to the table. And I've been in Boston, and it's a great organization. But, you know, he has to play. He has to play well, period. Like there ain't no ifs, no ands, and no buts. Because to your point, like it's, it's on the line, man. It's time. It's on the line. It's on the line. I'm a fan, man. JT, JB, because I see those guys. If they can just get one under their belt, they can go on a run. They can go on a two or three. And, right. But it has got to get over that mental hurdle, I feel like, especially. Yeah. And, and that's why I say 100%. But let me tell you this. But let me tell you this, too, because they're going to get over it. They, they are going to get over it. But you know what I love about This is what I love about the organi- organization. I really do. I love this about them. They've resisted the temptation to break them up. Yes. They haven't, they haven't allowed the outside influences to break them up because I was on the inside. 
and they don't have no issues. But for whatever reason, you know, man, like the outside world puts these, put tries to put something between between them and ain't there. It's all, and it's not fair. It's, it's not fair to them. It's all imaginary, basically. It's all imaginary. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. So now I'm looking forward to, I'm, listen, um, I'm looking forward to, to, to watching this season, man. This, this should be one of the more exciting basketball seasons in a long time. I agree, man. I just hope everybody stays healthy, man. Healthy, yes. But, Coach, yes. It, it, it sounds funny calling you Coach, man, because we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not too far off in age, even though you just hit the 50 ball on me. You hit the 50 ball on me, but you're in great shape, my brother. Before I let you go, give me your all-time left-handed guards. I know, I know like you watch a lot of different guys. Who were the guys – that you really pattern your game after those crafty lefties, because bro, watching you get in that paint at five ten, you really five ten, right? Five ten. You know I'm five nine. I'm five nine. <laughs> your driver's license probably say I'm five nine. <laughs> it said, hey, it said, it said five eleven in high school, and then it start. I start shrinking. I start shrinking as I got. You know, when you get older, man, you shrink. Yeah, you shrink. <laughs> so you, you was one of those guys, man. You used to get in the lane, floater package, pull up game. Who was your all-time left-hand guards, the crafty lefties? All right, so if you look at all, of, if you look at like for me, I'm going on, I'm going on the guys that I can remember playing. Now it's obviously some be- before me, but you know I'm just in no particular order. I'm just gonna start rattling them off, you know. But 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 Nate Tiny Archibald, man, that was the one. That was the one that started it for me, um, and and. And when I called him, he was with Boston. So, you know, he was he, he, he didn't have to do as much, but he was crafty, you know, knew how to keep people off balance. Uh, you know, then you had then you had look, you had John Lucas. You know, John was John was let that lefty had had that kind of awkward off balance game. Yeah. You know, and then and then then you then you had Kenny Anderson. You know, you can't never forget about that. And Kenny for me um, as a left-handed guard, he was the one. I wasn't as big. I wasn't as tall as him, man. But he was the one that you said, "Damn, he took that thing to another level, right?" Um, then the, I remember. Hey, look, that behind, oh. that behind the back on Bobby Hurley at Georgia Tech, all time. Yes, 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 all time. Hey, look, I went and recreated. I, I recreated in that spot when I got the job too. <laughs> I went over there and took, took right in that spot and did the same. I did the Kenny. I called that the Kenny A. Bop, bop, bop. And then. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, uh, first time I played against against Quick Nick Van Exel, you know Van Exel, you know Nick is same way, man, same way. That's my same guy. way. That's my guy, man. Shout out to Nick, man. I've been trying to get Nick to come on the show. We've been talking. Yes, but sir. shout out to Nick Van Exel, Coach, yes, man. Sir. Thank you, man. Pulling up to the Some Dude Show on this on this glorious football Sunday, man. Let the people know where they can follow you on social media. Georgia Tech basketball is back, bro. Let them know where they can follow you. Man, you can follow me at ooh, D, D underscore Stoudemire. And uh, more importantly, on both platforms, um, what is it now? X. Yes. And, 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 and IG. Look, X and IG. But more importantly, you know, get on this Georgia Tech bandwagon because – Buy buy low right now, cause when when in in about in about twelve to twenty four months, 
I'm accepting all seats, but 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 it might not be a lot of seats left. Let's go, y'all hear him. Damon Stoudemire, Georgia Tech basketball is back. I got to pull out the Kenny Anderson throwback jersey. I'm going to pull up on you, Coach. When y'all come to Duke, when y'all come to Durham, I'm going to pull up on y'all and support, man. Bro, I, I, appreciate. I, I appreciate you pulling up, giving me your time, man. We'll be in touch for sure, Coach. Appreciate you, brother. All right, Coach. Thanks, baby. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, Damon Stoudemire, man. That's some real nostalgia right there for y'all basketball lovers on the Some Dude Show. Our Heart Radio, Fox Sports Radio, up on Game Network. Man, y'all remember the Damon Stoudemire Nikes? I forgot to ask him about those Damon Stoudemire Nikes in the East Bay catalog. Oh, my God, man. Man, that was some nostalgia right there. Left hand. You know how many days I used to watch Damon Stoudemire highlights trying to perfect that stop on the dime pull up round about that left elbow? Man, some do show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.